0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton here again. This might be like episode six or so with you. My husband, Chris, is joining me today. Hello.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm good.
0: How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's been a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been an emotional day.
1: That happens.
0: Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. But I'm excited to dive into some great questions. I'm actually gonna I'm, I'm I'm I might regret this, but I'm gonna let you choose what we give away today. Okay. Here's the thing though, you pay for it. So before you go saying oh, Primals giving away. That's fine. Um, we have a dead orchid <laughs> in the corner of the office. I think that will be today's prize. I actually almost moved that to the trash today, but I didn't. I mean, the, the,
1: the leaf is still green. It has hope. I mean, I don't think yeah, it, it has might, hope. It might come back. There's some
0: green. What there. are we, for real though, what are we going to give away today? For
1: real though, we are going to give away, uh, oh, this is so hard. I know. There's so many things that we can give away. I
0: know. Just pick something, though. Let's uh, go.
1: I'm going to give away an identity journal.
0: Oh, wow. That's a big deal. We don't usually give those away outside no, of the 12 no, Weeks no, to we Transformation, don't. but Chris said so. Can we throw in, um, can we just for the sake of the darn world throw in a bottle of Mood, even though like, <laughs> people need it? It's my stuff. I know.
1: Yes, we can do a bottle of Mood.
0: And, and on that note, when we go back in the house, will you remind me to take two?
1: Yes, two bottles of Mood, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we will announce the winner at the end of today's episode, so don't miss it. You can win. We give stuff away every single week, totally free. All you got to do is leave a review of the podcast uh, in Apple Podcasts, or leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or very simply share on Facebook or Instagram, an episode that you've listened to, an episode that you've loved. And every single week we give stuff away. This week you're getting an identity journal, which. It's actually filled
1: out already. I hope that's not a
0: problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> it'll be a blank one. And, and a bottle of mood. That's like two huge prizes. That is, well, yeah. I mean, they're not, physically,
1: they're not big. I can fit them in a small box. <laughs> Logistics. Okay. It'll so be okay. But they are vast in value.
0: Okay. Let's get to the first question. Question number one.
1: I've noticed that I often think things could or should be better. For example, with work, I generally like my job, but there are parts I hate. Join the club. <laughs> I often think that I should have gone into a different career or should change my career now, though I can't figure out what, but I'm realizing that I think this about a lot of areas of my life, grass is greener type stuff. How do you know if your thoughts are worth pursuing or if you're just trying to uh, you know, find perfection where it doesn't
0: exist? I'm so glad that this came up because you and I actually talk about this a lot. Because you'll say to me, Chris, like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't know what I would enjoy doing. And I'm like, me neither. (laughs) A lot of people think that you should have it figured out. But I really think that this is something that evolves. So this general sense of maybe there's something better. I think it's very human and very natural, but also can go real wrong real fast.
1: It really can. I mean, if what you think is better strictly because someone else seems to be doing it, or because it's in your
0: imagination, doesn't necessarily make it better. Like the fact that she says, "You know, I generally like my job, but there are parts that I hate." One woman's perspective here. I think that's going to be true of everything that you every do. Job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there could be some unicorn thing where you love every bit of it, but I think I think a little realism can be helpful. In that, look, I love podcasting. But there are parts of what I do for primal potential that I don't enjoy at all. And there's and and that's the truth for you like you with right real estate, you know? Yeah, there are I mean, parts that, of it that you like and there are parts of it that make you want to rip your hair my out. My
1: brother's it works for SpaceX and you know, while he loves the stuff he does, there's stuff he hates, like yeah. the hour commute or yeah. you know, the amount of times he's got to go into work for an extra day. I mean, yeah, it, there's it, nothing's perfect. It's And I what's think that and dealing with the things you hate.
0: Well, and embracing that in anything whether we're talking a relationship or we're talking a fitness routine or we're talking about a career or a friendship you do have to take the good with the bad you it doesn't do. mean that you can't make things better but i think that that grounding in reality it's okay for there to be parts that you don't enjoy in fact it's that contrast that i think allows us to appreciate the parts that are good it it is, if it weren't for things in my job that I didn't like, I don't think I could have the appreciation for the parts that I do like. But there's a bigger there's a bigger question here because I could go down that rabbit hole for, for a million years. How do you know if your thoughts are worth pursuing or if you're just trying to find perfection that doesn't exist? I say start with what do you think would be better and why, right? It's It's no different than people ask all the time like, I'm generally happy with my health and with my body, but I feel like I could lose 10 more pounds, but I don't know if I if I should. Go to what do you think would be different or better? If you were to change careers, what do you think would be better or different? And also include what would suck about it? Oftentimes we don't consider that part of it. And I think it's a well-rounded perspective. If you are... In a job that generally you like, but there are parts that you hate and you think you should have gone into a different career, old school, what are the pros, what are the cons, what could be better, what would it take, what would you have to give up, is it worth it? And at the end of the day, nothing is undoable. There's no reason that you can't take steps towards a different career while still keeping the job that you have, even if that means shadowing somebody who does it or sitting down and buying coffee for somebody who does it or five somebody's who does it to talk to them. I remember um, when I was in college, my plan was to go into law. That was why I studied Latin, because I wanted to be a lawyer. And I remember somebody telling me, go talk to five lawyers and you won't want to be a lawyer. I mean, it's such great advice though. Go talk to people who do what it is that you think you want to do and say, what do you love? What do you hate? What What do you wish you knew before you got started? I think that's a really powerful tool. Yeah,
1: it is. I mean, don't be afraid to make, make the change either. Yeah, because you can always go
0: back. Right. You, you could start studying. You could start talking to people. You could start looking at what the options are and you can decide, you know what? It's not for me. I remember um, one of my cousins wanted, was thinking about going into medicine. I have a few cousins in medicine, and one of them who's not was, well, who kind of is, but not in the way that he thought he would be, thought he might want to go to med school. And then he, you know, talked to a bunch of doctors and decided that he didn't. And then he wanted to become an EMT. And so he started doing ride-alongs. Like you can do so much without having to commit to something. So experience as much of it as you can without making that full shift. So many times we think we have to make the shift first before we can experience parts of it. And that's just not true. There's so much that you can experience without making a full commitment one way or another.
1: And remember, the grass seems greener
0: on the other side of the fence because it's fertilized. Someone's worked it. Yeah. And what is fertilizer? It's usually a whole lot of... Such a bull crap yes seriously though like that's such a good analogy for life that uh where it is greener there has been a ton of work done it's not it's not that you get there and it's going to be green for you it's kind of like when I started podcasting you can look at podcasters and be like oh my gosh that would be such a cool way to make money like I could sit at home and do all this talking and people would just listen to me and I would make money from it except that it's It was years before I monetized this podcast. So there's somebody, like you said, working it. There's a whole lot of crap that has gone into it to make it green. Right. Yeah. Next question. Yes, sir.
1: Do you have any tips for getting the last 10 or 15 pounds off? Anything different need to happen? Thanks.
0: <laughs> Full disclosure, I've never lost the last 10 or 15 pounds. And <laughs> Always looking for it, actually. <laughs> I, ca- I, ca- I often find that weight. <laughs> I've, no, I, I've never gotten to the point in my life, and I don't know that I ever will, and I don't, I don't care much, um, where I could say I don't have 10 this, to lose. This is it.
1: I've I've made it. This is is where I was going
0: to (laughs) be. I'm an Adonis now, and (laughs) I don't have an extra 10 pounds to lose. Um, With that said, from a science standpoint, we can certainly talk about that. At its most fundamental level you've got to change something, right? Because if what you've been doing has you not losing that 10 pounds, then fundamentally something has to change. Sometimes people think that if I just keep beating this dead horse long enough, something's going to be different and it's not. So when it comes to that last 10 or 15 pounds, I'd kind of go back first to my last answer, which is what do you think is going to be different? Do you really want to do that? Is it if you're going to have to change diet and movement or both and stress and other things, is it worth it to you? Because if you are really at a place where you feel good about the way you're eating and you feel good about the way you're moving, is it worth changing that for for 10 pounds if they're vanity pounds, right? And I can't imagine that 10 pounds is like a a big difference in in health. Um, So, Consider that. If you're doing it because you think you'll be happier or more confident, I can save you the time and trouble. You won't be happier or more confident if you lose 10 pounds because you'll be 10 pounds lighter, but the emotional condition will stay with you. So do you want to make the shift? From there, it's impossible to tell you what to shift without knowing what nutrition and movement look like for you. But I would make sure that you are journaling every single day. I would guarantee that you'll see some areas where you can be more consistent. You know, if you're having drinks a couple nights a week or you're indulging a couple times a week, then cutting that out might be the last 10 or 15 pounds. But is that what you want to do from a lifestyle standpoint? Is that what you want to do from a lifestyle standpoint is really what you have to consider. Um, But in terms of the specifics of what it will take for you I know not because it depends entirely on your baseline and what you're doing now. So sorry, I can't really help there, but that's that.
1: That's well said.
0: Well, thank you, sir. Question number three. Let's go. Sometimes I want to throw in the
1: towel. I I resent the ongoing challenge of restricting foods like pizza and cake. When I give in to my urges, it's as if I lose my mind and go berserk.
0: How do I prevent this behavior? Changing your mindset. 100%. You've got to change your mind. We're going to be talking a ton more about mindset because I just know that this is at the core of any and all change and any and all achievement. But look, if you fundamentally see it as it's a challenge to restrict foods like pizza and cake, then it's forever going to be a challenge. I'll tell you what my perspective is on this. I don't want to indulge frequently in pizza and cake because I feel like crap when I do. Physically and emotionally, I feel like crap when I do. So I don't see it as needing to restrict myself from these things. I see it quite the opposite. I am more free and more happy and more healthy when I eat better. And then I look forward to an occasional occasional indulgence, but I just see an, an insane amount of mindset work that when you do it and you change your perspective here, the struggle is going to be gone I don't feel like I restrict pizza and cake. On the contrary, I want to eat in a way that makes me feel amazing. And I have had many years of my life where I have felt not amazing and physically just gross and heavy and sluggish and tired and all of those things. I don't want that. I don't want that read Chasing Cupcakes. Honestly, that is, um, that is a strong plug for you. Uh, and consider the daily mindset upgrades because nobody is going to coach you more than the voice in your own head. Every time you make a decision, whether it's how to speak to somebody, when to speak to somebody, what to say, how to say it, what to eat, when to eat, when to indulge, when to not indulge, if you get up when your alarm goes off, if you work out, if you skip it, every single one of those moments, the decision hinges on the coach that is in your own head. And so if the coach in your own head is like, damn it, I hate restricting, then that is going to be reflected in the choices that you make. When you upgrade that coach in your own head that says, you know what, I can have pizza and I can have ice cream and I also want to feel amazing and these things can go together, they can be side by side. In fact, for optimal health, they should be. And that makes all the difference. So the daily mindset upgrades, chasing cupcakes, but mindset work, mindset work, mindset work.
1: One thing Elizabeth is often saying when we go out to try someplace new, and uh, like when we were on our vacation, there was desserts that were on the menu, and, mm-hmm. and it's always, is it worth it? Yeah. You know, I mean the indulgence is fine if the quality is worth it. Is is yeah. is it gonna be so good that you're glad you did it? Or is it gonna be mediocre and you're just gonna do it? And
0: then it, it, it was anyway? like, Why why bother? Because now I don't have the same energy. I don't feel as right. great in my body. And, and you didn't even get the enjoyment Exactly. Out of it. And I would say Probably 80% of the stuff that we try isn't worth it right. from a dessert standpoint. Right. And if it is, well, look, oh, I'm right. having it. Yeah. It's it's on. I mean, and pizza. there are some things that I have in my mind that are worth it. Like, I'm not going to go when we were on vacation. That pizza there, pff, no. not a chance. Oh, gosh,
1: no. I didn't even want to try yeah, it. Yeah,
0: not worth it. You could tell. And even a bunch of places around here, not worth it. But, but there's are a couple some. places totally worth it. And, and we'll hit them up once in a while because yep. we know it's worth it. But even, at the, even then – with that, there's a line, right? I can have a couple pieces of pizza every once in a while and feel really good. I can also eat the whole pizza and feel like trash, and it's not worth she's it. She's
1: actually talking about me eating whole pizzas
0: right now because
1: <laughs> when she gets them, she's like, oh, cool, and lunch tomorrow. And then she goes tomorrow, where's the rest? Oh, uh, Yeah.
0: No, but seriously, there's there even when it quality-wise is there, then right. it's a matter of how much can I have and still feel great? And look, I still make choices where I'm like, "No, I don't feel great, but I also appreciate that that recall because more and more, and maybe it's age, maybe it's experience, maybe it's mindset work, it's probably all of the above." I just don't want to feel garbage. I just don't want to feel crappy. So this person, 100%, no question about it, mindset work.
1: Totally. Question number four. How can I consistently remember to implement all the things I've been learning from reading Chasing Cupcakes?
0: When you figure it out. Email elizabeth at primalpotential.com and let me know. I wrote the book. And honestly, I don't consistently remember to implement, but it does come down to practice. And you've got to start very specifically. So let's just say that there are seven things that you want to consistently implement from Chasing Cupcakes. But, But actually, let's back up before that. Define them. A lot of people will go through a book and be like, oh, there's so much good stuff in here I want to do. But they never took it from what they read in the book to this is the concrete thing I want to implement. So one of my challenges for myself when I'm reading is if I get to something and I'm like, that's good, that's a smart strategy, I'm putting it in my journal and or on my calendar so that I practice it. So my first question for you is this, have you specifically identified the things that you want to implement from Chasing Cupcakes, because it's one thing to say, oh, there's so much in there that I want to implement. And it's another thing to say, here are the three, five, seven, however many things that I want to do. Then you want to focus on one at at a time. time. Yeah. Like for me, When I wanted to get consistent with meditating, that was a daily discipline, a daily focus. What time today am I going to meditate? And it was on my calendar. I don't know if you remember this, Chris, but it was when I did my TM training back when we lived in the tiny house or I lived in the tiny house. Um, I would literally have it on my calendar and we didn't live together at a time, so I would often text you like I'm gonna meditate so you didn't, you know, walk in the middle of it. Now I wouldn't care if you did because I think it's actually a big part of meditation, but that's sidebar, different conversation, uh dealing with distractions. When you want to implement something, you've got to know what it is, and then you've got to be intentional and strategic about it. One of the things I do at the beginning of every week is I find out in my calendar when I'm going to CrossFit. Like It would be wonderful if in an ideal world that I could go at 330 every single day, but it doesn't happen that way. So tomorrow, looking at tomorrow, I know I'm going at 9 a.m. Tuesday I know I'm going at 3:30. you have to be intentional about it. So step one is have you taken the whole concept of the book and identified these are the six things, the two things, the 12 things, whatever it is and then focus on one for the next however long it takes. I don't care if you're focusing on one for 60 days or you're focusing on whatever one for six days. I have it a habit for you. Yeah, but really break it down. This goes back to something we talk about a lot which is the struggle for so many people is because they're not being specific.
1: And honestly, if you, if you just go shotgun approach, you're going to overwhelm yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just totally blew it today. Nothing happened. But I really love the specific focus. And for me, what's on my calendar gets done. And even like I start every single day with my journaling. I write down what, you know, what we're eating for that day. What's going on? What is the plan? Because it's, it's easier than winging it. So that's what I would say.
1: It's a great question. What's the next one? The next one is, how do I figure out my macros?
0: So I don't personally count macros. For anybody who's listening, it's like, what's a macro? Um, macro It refers to macronutrients, just a shortened way of saying macronutrients. Oh, thank
1: you for explaining that to me because I was one of those listening and questioning.
0: Do you know <laughs> what she means by figuring out macros? Even no. if you didn't know it meant macronutrients? Okay. So little little lesson here, and it's going to end in, I don't know, but <laughs> the answer for you. But- Um, So macro refers to macronutrients. It's kind of like calorie counting, but it's slightly different in that instead of counting overall calories, you're counting how many grams of protein do I get today, how many grams of fat, how many grams of carbohydrate. Um, And so it's still calorie counting. It's just more specific because if you're calorie counting, you could, like I used to do when I was in high school, Eat all of your calories in sugar-free Jello and fat-free microwave popcorn because you could just never stop eating, and I really liked that at the time. Yeah. Um, no nutrients, total total garbage. But the theory with macros is that if you're saying, "Well, I get this many grams of protein and this many grams of fat and this many grams of carbs," then you're getting more balance.
1: So when I was doing keto, the macros were how much protein I had to have. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so. If you're saying, how do I figure out what that is for me? How many grams of protein? How many grams of carbs? How many grams of fat should I, should I eat? Um, the short, cheap answer is there's all sorts of online calculators. But at the end of the day, the reason I can't tell this person is because I don't know what your goal is. Right. I don't know if you're looking to lose fat. I don't know if you're looking to build muscle. I don't know if you're looking to maintain. Otherwise, I don't know your activity level. Like Even if you told me, oh, well, pff, obviously I want to lose weight. Well, I don't know your height your gender, your weight, your activity level, all of those things are going to vary. Now, even with that said, I don't personally, just vote of one, subscribe to the notion that we should eat the same way every single day. Have you ever, like, question for you, Chris. And, and you're male, so this might be a little bit different. Have you ever had one of those days where you're like, I just don't have much of an appetite? Like, I'm just kind of not really, yeah. like, you know. But have you not also... Not often. I mean, I'm... Sure. Like, I get that. Every once in a while, though, even if it's just for, like, the first half of the day. I'm not really... Uh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. No, that happens. Absolutely. Similarly, have you ever had a day where you feel like, why am I so hungry? Yeah. Yeah. Usually the day after not eating. <laughs> well, especially <laughs> for women because of hormonal fluctuations. Yeah. We have different needs. And so I I personally just really dislike the notion that we should eat the same way every day, because what that means is, why did I eat this yesterday and everything was fine, and today I'm eating this way and I'm freaking famished? Right. Why? And it's because of hormonal fluctuations. Similarly, like yesterday, uh, I didn't work out, right? Today I did a little workout at home. It's a Sunday when we we're recording this. Um, but yesterday I didn't work out. I didn't need to eat as much yesterday. As I need to eat, say, tomorrow when I'm back at CrossFit. So I always get a little like, ugh, when somebody wants to say that every day should be the same. Right. Hormonally, we're not the same. Sleep-wise, we're not the same. Exercise-wise, we're not the same day-to-day. Appetite-wise, we're not the same. And so I, I don't like it for that reason, Um And also, I think that it takes us away from listening to our bodies and what it is that we need. But if you want to know how to figure out your macros, Google, how do I figure out my macros? And you'll come up with like 7 trillion results, including a ton of online calculators. But I don't recommend it.
1: Sorry for the answer that's not an answer. Yeah. (laughs) But a calculator. The answer is, how do you figure it out? Calculator online. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Send payments to...
1: All right. This next question looks like it was written by me, but it wasn't. Uh, I'm the worst procrastinator. That's, that's a, a statement. Uh, I put things off until the last minute, and I find myself eating instead of doing what I should be doing.
0: That's not you, weirdo. A little bit.
1: Any suggestions for, for me to stay focused, get stuff done,
0: and stop unnecessary eating? Oh my gosh! Okay, so there's so much in this. There is a lot. There's so much in this, but I but I love that people are asking these questions because it's a first step to finding solutions. So kudos to you on that. I I really do love it when you guys ask questions. So procrastination wise, this goes back to something we talked about a few minutes with specificity. What am I putting off? What am I putting off? There's a huge difference between knowing generally I put stuff off and like, these are the three things that I've been putting off that I need to get done, right? Specificity will save you here. It will absolutely save you here. Get that clarity and then ask yourself, which of them am I willing to either complete or move forward today? Some things that I put off routinely, like oh, cleaning my office is a good example, <laughs> My office just gets like, right now I'm looking at a pile of random dog toys and moving blankets and all of this stuff that generally speaking, I don't don't even know where to put it. Like, do I bring it in the house? And then how many dog bones do we need? All of them. we, We have like 47. But where I'm getting with this is I procrastinate on cleaning my office. So if I identify that, then I can simply say to myself, okay, well, what am I willing to do today? I can ask Chris to carry the dishes inside and wash them. He actually did that yesterday. Um, But identify what you're able and willing to do. Just a couple days ago, I was like, you know what? I can take the books that have kind of accumulated. I randomly pull books off the bookshelves and I'm doing research and writing things down and whatnot. And then there's, before I know it, there's like 30 books that are just all over the place. I can put them back. Just identify what it is that you're able and willing to do. In terms of the food piece, that one is a little bit more loaded because it it sounds like from what you've shared that there is a distraction mechanism here. It's an avoidance distraction. This is what I do to put off doing the work. And that comes down to a habit, but also a lot of mindset. So one of the affirmations that that I use is food is the solution when hunger is the problem. I love food. I really love to eat. I also know that I enjoy it more when I'm really hungry. I don't enjoy it as much when I'm mindlessly grazing or I'm not really hungry. So if I think, oh, it would be really great to, I was thinking this earlier and I actually am a little bit hungry, but I know we're going to go out to dinner. Um, you know how I got those little paleo puff things that you asked me to get? Yeah. You didn't need yeah. them, did you? No, I didn't. But I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, I would love to, to open those up. And I was like, you know what? When I feel hungry, that's what I'm going for. I was looking
1: for them. I couldn't find them.
0: Oh, they're in the pantry.
1: In the, the, so then the top, then they're not in the bottom. I don't know.
0: No, they are. There, I think they're in the bottom, bottom, bottom. Oh, yeah. I have to like lay on my stomach to see them. <laughs> I see what's going on. If here. I put them at eye level, they would be gone already. <laughs> yes, they would have been. <laughs> um. So anyway, what I said to myself was, "Cool. When I notice that I'm hungry, I'm gonna go get those. I'm gonna look forward to those when I'm hungry. So it's not saying no, I can't eat. It's just." I will feel hungry again. Sometimes we act like if it's not now, it's never. Right. But the reality is you, you will feel hungry. It's going to happen sooner than later. And now you know what you're going to do. And
1: now I know where they are.
0: Yeah. And then so we're going to go out. So when, so when you go look for
1: them, they're not going to be there.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but I think some affirmations like food is the solution when hunger is the problem and a practice of am I hungry right now? It's not no, but it's just later combined with the specificity of procrastination, you know, what am I procrastinating on? What can I do about it? Little things like for the longest time, I had been procrastinating and scheduling a dermatologist appointment. You know, it was just one of those things that just didn't seem super, super urgent. But then I started to feel like, oh my gosh, there's all these things that I need to get done. So I made a list. And then I was like, okay, I'm willing to research dermatologists in my area that take my insurance today. That's the step that I was able and willing to take on that day. So specificity combined with some, some affirmations and some habits and some practices around eating. It's one of the reasons that I have all of my clients use a journal regardless of their goal because that awareness of what I'm eating, when, how frequently, if I'm hungry, how hungry am I, all of that kind of plays into it too. So that could be an episode in and of itself, but that's kind of like the condensed version for now.
1: Nice. This next question. Mm-hmm. I think I've got some answers for it.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Well, then ask a question and take a stab at the answer. How can I change my mindset permanently? Tell me. Educate me, Chris. Tell me everything you know. Practice. Very good. Is that it?
1: Hypnosis.
0: Hypnosis? Voodoo. (laughs)
1: But mostly practice.
0: (laughs) I mean, permanency What is is that? What are those lyrics? I don't know how you do the voodoo that you do. So well. What next? I don't know. Is that all you know? Yeah, yeah but I do how you do the voodoo. That you do. I mean, permanency is. Do, 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 do. I don't know. How to such it.
1: a it, it's such a strong word.
0: Yeah, like don't worry about permanent. Worry about today. Yeah. Honestly, you make yourself crazy. I I could ask this of everything. How do I stay positive permanently? How do I work out consistently permanently? You're trying to solve for the future, and you don't need to. If you just worry about today, that'll take take care care of itself. Exactly. Exactly. So honestly, I think that the better thing for you to focus on is how can I upgrade my mindset today? And when you do that, like Chris said, the future takes care of itself because you're doing it every day. Our future is made up of a bunch of present moments. So you can't solve for three years from now. And you can't solve for three days from even now. Even if to,
1: for today is too big because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen next hour. How can I change my mindset right now?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Well done. High five. Boom. It's rubbing off on you, huh? This podcasting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Latin question
1: penultimate
0: <laughs> somebody somebody one of my 12 weeks to transformation clients the other day we were on a webinar and i was like i think there's one last question after this one and they said chris would say it's the penultimate question <laughs> sorry go ahead all right
1: i have been obese for most of my life i'm now 50 i need to learn a different way what i what what do i know doesn't work what i know doesn't work i think it was really yeah what's being said here yeah
0: so Okay. The podcast is a great resource. You know, if if the goal is I need to learn a different way, we've got over 800 episodes, totally free. Start working back through them. Um, Check out episode 195, The Golden Rules of Carbs and Fat Loss. Check out the um, hormone miniseries. I think that's like episodes 11 to 16, 011 to 016. Um, Check out the Nutrition Fundamentals course all of those things are going to be great. But but, okay, let's just even go beyond that. I would bet money that if I sat down next to you and said, do you know one improvement you could make today that would make a difference in your weight? You would say, yes, do that thing. Sometimes we just get too big and too ambiguous. And this keeps coming up because it's very, very true. You don't have to like learn a totally new way. You don't have to have a new approach, a new strategy, a 30-day plan, a 30-year plan. You just have to I am sure that if I said, do you know an improvement you could make today that would help support the weight goals that you have, you would say, yes, just do that thing. And then tomorrow, ask yourself again and just do that thing. If we could all break away from the sense that we need to have it all figured out, we would save ourselves so much trouble and we'd have way more energy for the things that we do know that we can do now.
1: Yeah. Also, try journaling.
0: But but I I don't even know. I, I really... Yeah, always journal. (laughs) I recommend that for everybody. But generally speaking – It like an easy answer. (laughs) No, and it is, and it's true, and that's why I think it's so important for everybody. We're actually working on some really huge and exciting changes Changes to to the the Identity identity Journal, journal. yeah, Yeah. Um, that I'm very, very excited about. But you know, you know what you could do to make a difference today. You know, it is so much more common sense than a lot of people want to acknowledge because in, in the seeking, in the I need answers, I need solutions, I need a way, we let ourselves off the hook because yeah. you don't know what it is yet. But what I'm telling you is whatever it is that you want to do, you already know enough to do it. You don't need nutrition fundamentals. It's there for you, for those of you that are seeking and want that structure, but you don't need it. You already know facts final question final final
1: how do i get myself to follow through when it gets tough or i just don't feel like it the only time it matters believing that practicing that
0: you know i was just thinking about um i came out here a couple hours ago to get a workout in um and I mentioned to you guys at the top of the show that today has been a super, super emotional day. So Chris's parents are here, which is amazing. Um, they've been in Germany, and we weren't sure that they were going to get back, and his dad has been very sick, so we are, like, genuinely grateful that they are, that they are here. Um, it's also been super heavy for me that, like, this should be when they were meeting our daughter for the first time, and she's not here. And it has been wickedly painful for me. Yes. And I believe that, you know, when you can't get out of your head, get into your body. And so I got my heaviest kettlebell, which is 55 pounds, and it's it's a it's a workout. It's a beast. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna come out here and do a little bit. And and I posted on Instagram and said the sadness and the tears and all of that can happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not like I can't do it because I'm sad, or I can't do it because I'm unmotivated, or I can't do it because I just don't feel like it. There is a practice, and it is a practice of bringing that feeling along with you. And that is what it comes down to every day that we don't want to go to CrossFit. I mean, I can't think of a time that we've been like, oh, can't wait to go to CrossFit. Generally speaking, we we don't want to go.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I
0: mean, more often than not, it's, like, not not going to be fun.
1: Yeah, because running is involved. That's usually my reason.
0: I mean, honestly, it's just I'm, I'm in the flow of my day. I don't really want to do it. And you can bring that feeling with you. That is and a practice. It. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that every single time we don't want to go – We go, right? But the majority of the time we go anyway because it is a practice. And so I would challenge you to look for these moments when it gets tough, to look for these moments when you just don't feel like it and just say, I'm bringing that feeling with me. I cannot feel like it and have the salmon and the broccoli. I cannot feel like it and get up when the alarm goes off. I cannot feel like it and say no to the thing I was going to buy that's on sale practice that it is it's 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 just like learning to play basketball it's going to feel really challenging to take that three-point shot every single time when you're not good at it when you're not practiced at it it's going to feel weird when you're trying to get better at form this is one of those things that i always think about when you're learning a new skill you know how sometimes it feels harder to do it right than do it wrong because doing it wrong is familiar like when you are learning to type
1: I feel like you're talking about my weightlifting.
0: (laughs) No, I was actually (laughs) thinking about learning to type and how before I learned to type, hunt and peck was just very practiced. So it felt easy. You know what I mean? Like how, yeah, yeah, yeah. hunt and peck compared to having your fingers in proper position and whatever. And I felt like doing it quote right was so much slower and so much harder than my practiced way. But it got so much easier as I did it. And yeah, to since you brought up your weightlifting, Chris does not activate his hips. It drives me bonkers. My
1: form is lacking.
0: And it's just because he doesn't he doesn't have the practice in opening up his hips and getting the power from his hips and his legs. He's super super strong, but he would be in workouts, he'd be able to lift 20% more than he does right now if he knew how to open up his hips. But the thing is, doing it right feels harder for him because he's practiced in doing it wrong. So when we try to cue him on the right form, it feels harder than doing it the way he was doing it because he has to slow down or do less weight or whatever it is. And it's no different than those moments where the going gets tough or you just don't feel like it. It feels easier to not do it, not because that's all you're capable of. It's because that's all you've practiced. So I want you to look for those moments and I want you to grab a hold of them and say, this is just like learning to type or getting better form in weightlifting. That feeling can come along with me and I can do something else. And every single time while I was out here, I'm literally looking at the yellow tank top that was my my rag to wipe away my mascara and tears during my workout. It's camouflage now. <laughs> no, it's just yellow and black. Um, the, the sadness that I don't want to, that I'm not in a mood, it can come along with you. And then all of a sudden your options are so much more open because it's no longer just, I don't want to, it feels hard. I'm not in the mood. It's, that doesn't limit my options. I can still go to the gym. I can still eat well. I can still do my journaling. I can still meditate. I can still update my budget, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I would just welcome those moments as an opportunity to practice a different response and that is all it is, is practice. Yes. Yeah. She's right. Any final thoughts, Mr. Uh, Thompson?
1: Um, no. I thought today was a lot of really good questions.
0: It's always, I, I love y'all's questions. Please um, keep them coming. I, I will say that I don't know who the winner is today. I do. I do. You want me to say who it is?
1: Well, you'd have to because otherwise I would be lying.
0: Oh. Cali Keto Fluff.
1: What? Like Fluff or Nutter? Like Marshmallow Mix?
0: I mean, if you don't know what Fluff or Nutter is, New you're England not from, from, from New, New England. England. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, we've never even talked about that before, but we just said it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, is it a
1: New England thing? That yeah, is totally. A, it's like it's a Massachusetts thing.
0: No, For well, sure. I'm a New Hampshire girl, so yeah, that's I like had Massachusetts fluff. light. Massachusetts. New, <laughs> New Hampshire is Massachusetts light. Yeah, like well, yeah, more nah. freedoms up there.
1: Um, <laughs> but. No, Fluffernutter was created in Massachusetts.
0: Was it really? Yes, it was. I did not know that. Of course you didn't. Fluffernutter, for those of you that don't know. Is a marshmallow spread. Well, actually, it's not called Fluffernutter. Well, that's That's, a brand. No, Fluff is the brand. Fluffernutter is peanut butter and fluff. Sandwich. That's a Fluffernutter. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) That's a really funny word, too. Fluffernutter. Fluff fluff is a marshmallow spread. How did you have it growing up? You know what? Somebody messaged me and said they hated our last episode together because I went on and on and about. about, It doesn't even matter. I hope she's listening. We love you. She probably is. So now I feel like we're going to go on and on about fluff and and she's going to get frustrated. Until she tries fluff. you You can turn it off now. And if you were the winner, you, oh and no, I already said who the winner was, you just, you can just stop now because we're going to talk about fluff because of Cali Keto fluff. Yes. So fluff is a marshmallow spread. We did peanut butter and fluff sandwiches.
1: Yeah. You, another good way is actually fluff and jelly. Oh. It mixes very, like a, like a, like a, like a, um, strawberry jelly, strawberry and, and the marshmallow works really well together.
0: That sounds like it'd be way too sweet and it Oh, got to be super duper sweet, but it's Ugh. not too bad. We did fluff in hot
1: cocoa. Okay. Yeah, we can just put marshmallows in. But we I, did that too. I but can fluff totally was see better. Just a dollop of yeah, fluff. that's what we did. Right in a big a glass of, of fluff. hot
0: chocolate. Oh my god. How, anything else? Forget like that's it. the only thing we um, ever did with fluff was peanut butter there, and fluff or there's, cocoa. There's a lot of recipes. Uh, yeah, you, but I'm not asking about recipes. You, you, I know you can Google fluff. I'm asking you, you, about your childhood. You
1: use fluff in Rice Krispie treats.
0: Oh, we only did marshmallows. Well, what do you think fluff is? Marshmallow. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm just saying. We didn't use, it was, we didn't and use and it Fluff was that way. So I think it was
0: because Fluff was too expensive.
1: Somerville, Mass.
0: Really? Yeah. Slummerville.
1: Slummerville.
0: <laughs> no offense to anybody who lives in Somerville. It's actually improved a lot. My sister used to live in Somerville. That's why I can call it Slummerville. But it has really, really, really come a long way in the last 15, 20 years.
1: Anyway. Nice, nice save, honey. Nice save. Nice save. Cali Keto Fluff.
0: Here's what's curious, though. When you email Christopher at Primal Potential com to claim your prize, Callie Keto Fluff. I want to know, do you have a Keto Fluff?
1: I might I might even send you a jar of fluff. No as no a no bonus.
0: I think that's her name because she has developed a keto version of fluff.
1: I don't believe it. I think she's just fluffy.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I
1: don't know what that means. Don't take it as an insult. I think
0: it would be an insult. I'm sorry. We, don't know, we, we don't, don't know, Callie. We don't know, Callie. We, we're not judging you. We're, I'm really curious about keto fluff, what that means. Yes. Callie, you are the winner. We are very excited for you. Mood and an identity journal. It's your lucky day. But we would really love to know what keto fluff is.
1: Yes. And if you mention fluff in your email to me, Callie, I will send you fluff because I'm sure you've never had it.
0: No, she her name wouldn't be Keto Fluff if she'd it's never had fluff. It's not necessary fluff from like the marshmallow stuff. I I'm I, gonna
1: bet. I look forward to the email either way. And I'm, I'll gonna share it with you, I'm gonna and bet
0: you. I'm um, gonna bet you
1: dinner at a We'll discuss it next next Saturday too on the thing because I'm sure I'll get an email from her. Oh no. <laughs> well, yes, next Saturday. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to tell you guys what, what happened.
0: No, because we'll record next Saturday before this one airs. Sons of Guns. Um, Is this
1: one's next Saturday's?
0: No. It's the following Saturdays. I don't know. Are we two Saturdays out? I don't know. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we could see like statistics, like everybody, like on a live (laughs) webinar, you can see when everybody drops off, like everybody dropped off eight minutes ago. I hope
1: everybody enjoys their week. I look forward to
0: talking to you all again soon. All right. Bye, everybody. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.